Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Melanin Medicine. Um, first up, I need to apologize. I didn't, uh, I didn't record an episode last week simply because I had writer's block. Is that a thing when it comes to podcasts? Like I had no idea what to talk about. I was completely blank. I thought and thought, and yeah. So I didn't have anything out last week. To be honest, it's mostly because I've been spending most of my time in the house, so I literally have no life, no inspiration, no fodder for melanin medicine. But today I was hit with this burst of inspiration, so here I am today. And so to kick off, I just wanted to start with this excerpt from Rupi Kaur's book, The Sun and Her Flowers. I thought it was really beautiful, and I just wanted to share this with you guys. So here we go. Um, <clears throat> It has been one of the greatest and most difficult years of my life. I learned everything is temporary. Moments, feelings, people, flowers. I learned love is about giving. Everything and letting it hurt. I learned vulnerability is always the right choice because it's easy to be cold in a world that makes it so very difficult to remain soft. I learned all things come in twos. Life and death, pain and joy, salt and sugar, me and me. It's the balance of the universe. It's been the year of hurting so bad but living so good. Making friends out of strangers. Making strangers out of friends. Learning mint chocolate chip ice cream will fix just about everything. And for the pains it can't, there will always be my mother's arms. We must learn to focus on warm energy. Always. Soak our limbs in it and become better lovers to the world. For if we can't learn to be kind to each other, how will we ever learn to be kind to the most desperate part of ourselves? I thought that was such a beautiful poem. Um, so anyway, this is where my inspiration for today's episode came along. Um, for about a week now, I've been seeing a lot of hype about Zendaya's new um, HBO series called Euphoria, which is produced by none other, which features one of the producers, uh, none other than Drake. And I'd seen a couple of, I'd read a, a couple of articles about how it's a bit over the top. You know, guys are really complaining. It, it, it's been receiving the same backlash that 13 Reasons Why faced when it first came out, saying that it's too radical, it's too raw. There was a lot of talk about sex and drugs and stuff like that. So I decided to check it out today because I have nothing but time. And to be honest, I loved it. Um, first of all, the music. The music is amazing. Whoever who's doing the score for this series is doing such an amazing job. From I can't even list the songs because I don't remember. So I garbage in, garbage out. But the music is really dope. So if you're into music like I am, you will really enjoy it. So basically, as Zendaya stars as Rue, um, she was born just after 9-11 happened in 2001. Um, her mother is black and her father's white and she has a younger sister played by Stormy Reed and basically she's been at a young age she was diagnosed with ADHD, bipolar disorder, OCD, just a lot of stuff and she even says how she doesn't remember like some years in her childhood because I think she was just struggling to figure it out so by the time now she's um, she's in high school and she's still facing the same struggles and her outlet became drugs 
and she ended up overdosing on drugs and her younger sister is the person who found her and she ended up going to rehab but you know she was just going to rehab to check a box like sour you guys found me and i'm sick and whatever i'm out now but i'm still gonna do drugs because that's the only time she experienced silence so basically she's the main narrator in the story she's the main she's the lead person in the story and she's the one who's narrating like what exactly happens and then the other person i was so excited to see in euphoria is noah from the kissing booth i'm such a sucker for teenage rom-coms and chick flicks and he was so hot in that movie here unfortunately he's a douchebag but he's still hot as fuck but anyway yeah and so just seeing different tribulations what teenagers are going through today how they're grappling with sex um drug abuse partying alcohol the internet how it affects everything and as i was watching this show and i was just like thank god i grew up in the generation that i grew up in um because there's so much going on you're seeing so many young people are struggling with a lot and these are people who are they're not even in their senior year in high school but they're going through you're seeing guys having sex in a pool another lady uh, is going to have sex with mcsteamy like i can't believe Max, they've made mcsteamy a perv like they show us so much i wasn't ready to see all of mcsteamy like that and yeah and you're just seeing the array of drugs these people are partaking in how guys are being stigmatized for being virgins and like this the stuff that they're being exposed to at such a young age and i'm just like whoa you know so i thought today you know i talk about my experience growing up as a millennial so you know a millennial are uh children basically born between early 1980s to the early 2000s so i was born in the late 80s and i feel like i was pretty much I want to say I was sheltered, but my parents didn't do the most to shelter me, if that makes sense. It was, I was sheltered more because of the circumstances that I was brought up in, um, because I moved to, we moved to suburbia in 1998, so I was basically like quite young. I was just becoming a teenager, and basically our house was in the middle of nowhere. I never had neighbors. We had a huge compound. As I've mentioned before, I'm an only child, so I used to spend a lot of time, a lot of time alone. Um, basic infrastructure wasn't around, um, so I, I grew up in what I call this the outskirts of Nairobi. I think so. Anyway, I just don't want to talk about where I live, but anyway, in suburbia because it's suburbia, and so I used to find myself. I had a cat. I had a dog. I had a bike. So the things, the only things I used to have for fun is either I play with my pets. I ride around the neighborhood in my bike, I watch TV, or I read, and I used to, I was such a bookworm, I used to read a whole lot, to the point where my mom actually banned me, like, when I was in class 4, from reading books, because this is not studying, I was not studying for school, I was just reading, so I was that kid, like, I'd go to the library in the morning, i borrow sweet valley kids, break time, i return it, get another one, lunchtime, return it, get another one, and then at 4, because I used to go home late, because I lived far and my parents had to pick me up. Like basically where we lived was not in the in the in the route for the school bus. So I had to wait for my folks to come pick me up. So yeah, at four I go back to the library, I borrow another book, and then I come at home and then I read underneath my blanket with a torch because I didn't want to get into trouble with my mom. And I just used to really immerse myself in my books and you know, build my own world. Like I just basically used to entertain myself. 
I used to tell guys how <laughs> I used to when we learned, you know, in science when they teach you the process of germination and stuff like that. So I used to take beans and then I go and plant them somewhere in the garden. And then every day I used to go and plant them and see how far they germinated. That was like the height of boredom in my life. And I was also very fortunate to have a very close, close-knit extended family. So at least I used to see them every weekend because we all used to go to the same church. And we used to have sleepovers with my cousins and whatnot. So they're the main people that I used to interact with. I never really had um, lots of friends in those formative years. Just basically because my friends were either in school or my cousins so when i talk about schools i went to a group of schools a popular group of schools and i used to have my close-knit friends and we were so we lived in our own bubble we were so unbothered about pop culture and whatever like we never used to hang out with the popular kids we were never invited for the parties and whatever as guys just to make our own fun and still you know, I, I had such a blast in primary I was not bothered with boys like for me it's my friends my books my pets and that was my life and then come high school uh, from one I joined a public school where, the, where I was exposed to people from all walks of life in Kenya like people who have never seen cereal before they have no idea what pizza tastes like like and then there those guys some of us who <laughs> were actually I was quite fortunate because my, I remember my first week, my first friends were actually in Form 4. So they really protected me and sheltered me. So I never faced bullying. I think the only thing that I went through is, Hi, what's your name? And I'm like, Mkira 10. And they're like, Konyon, you have a name like a dog. You know, the usual bullshit. And yeah, so Form 1 was really nice because I started coming out of my shell. And which was quite fun for me. And then I remember in, in Form 2, I moved to another group of schools. <laughs> this one was quite small because this was me moving from a public school where like a class, a, a year, sorry, a year has like 200 people with like 50 people in a class to a stream having 40 people where we have, we're like 20, 22 per class. So this one was quite close-knit and I met a bunch of amazing people who are still my friends still today and now that's where I completely totally got out of my shell. I think people in that in in our school were given so much uh, freedom to explore who we were even if even if sorry even if we were like still they tried to shelter us and and smother us a lot but I think people I think that school resort made me quite liberal and and helped me come out of my shell but still even in high school I never used to bother with boys like my love for music definitely blossomed and for dancing and stuff like that I remember I wanted to be a DJ (laughs) yeah and um so here I am still living in suburbia I never got to do things that were popular at the time and I remember at that time the wave was going to cosmic bullying or hanging out with your friends at science center and i never used to find a way of going there okay i never even used to have a need to go there anyway because i don't think my folks would have said no if i told them mom drop me to science center i want to go meet my friends and so i never did that and so we finished high school actually i think the only thing that i did in high school was go for pure oxygen 
that was the highlight of my high school time and then i never went for tok i never went for sean paul not because i didn't want to but i couldn't figure out okay yo i live in the burbs who's gonna come pick me up how am i gonna get there and all that stuff so the formal almost killed me but here i am still surviving <laughs> um yeah and then i went to so after high school at the time the main thing people used to do was either go to Ions france and learn french or go to iat and get a computer driving license I have no idea what the hell a computer driving license is and why it was the wave at the time that everyone used to go and do it and i remember i tried to sign up and i was just like ugh, i don't want to do this stuff so instead i chose to go do a course on microsoft bloody access like i've not even used i don't remember anything i learned and i never even put that skill to use it was such a waste of time but i, I guess i was just looking for something to do that and i was tired of staying at home so by then now um that's when hoppers now became popular and for me to leave my house i literally had to walk like 30 minutes to the stage it was so much work so basically even my friends do they never used to call me for plans because they just know okay how is this chick gonna come to our house and all that stuff so yeah again i was home a lot of the time while i was transitioning from high school um to university and then when it came to choosing schools to go to um i chose i chose to go to one of the most conservative universities here in Nairobi. I don't regret my choice. I thought it was a fantastic choice. Um, I USIU was out of the question because my folks just didn't take it seriously. My folks actually wanted me to go to Catholic University, which I was so against because I was just like, they're just like, oh, you know, it's just yeah, it's near home or whatever. Anyway, I guess we can call that my own form of rebellion. I refused to go there. So yeah, I went to the school that I went to and i had so much fun despite i i needed rules i needed structure and that was part of the reason why i chose the school that i went to and there now i met amazing people um i had an amazing time despite you know the circumstances and so during my time in uni is when now i completely got out of my shell it helped that one of my uncles owned my uncles owned a popular bar that was in Westlands at the time. So I was always there. I still never used to drink. Um, but I remember men were so stupid those days because a guy will come and be like, Hey, how you doing? Come let me buy you a drink. Okay, of course they know you say it like that, but anyway, this is for I'm flexing for my podcast. So you go to the bar and I'm just like so he's like, So what do you want to drink? And I'll be like, Fanta. Fanta, I wouldn't use my money for soda. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, then give me the money. And they're just like, no, the only thing I'm spending on you is alcohol. So if you're not drinking, you're getting nothing. And I'm just like, mm, fine, be that way. And you know, I just walk away or whatever. But I used to have a lot of fun going out sober because I really used to enjoy myself. I also found it quite humorous to just watch and see the dumb shit people do when they're drinking and I remind them about it the next day. I'm sorry to anyone who ever did that, but I really, I really enjoyed doing that. But yeah, and then funny thing is I used to wake up and I find I have a hangover and I'm just like, dude, bro, like, why am I feeling like this? Or did I get hangies via osmosis? I, it was quite strange. So anyway, yeah, so I think uh, despite coming out of my shell, I was still a very shelter person i'm still a very good person in the sense that i was not wild crazy i have never skived out of my house ever 
and if you know where I live, I think it's like impossible to skive anyway. But let me say, I never had a reason to. And I was not really exposed to like quite a lot of the stuff that you see in programs like Euphoria. So, which is why I'm saying I'm quite lucky. And when I say I'm, I consider myself sheltered because my parents have been, I have awesome parents. My parents have never been the type of people who like smother me and you know be all up in my business and try to find out what am i doing or whatever they've basically given me the freedom to be me and they're quite lucky because i have been an amazing child to them and i really hope i can learn how to be as an amazing mother to my kids in future because yeah i think having that freedom made me um i think made me aware and made me make better choices with my life so anyway in conclusion what i really like about euphoria is they are raw and real they're showing what actual people are struggling with be it depression anxiety um mental disorders substance abuse sex you know um influence from the internet and from other people so i don't know why people are complaining i think people don't realize that this is actually the situation happening right now in the world so i'm kind of scared for my future generation my future children if i do have any and i really want to have some because i don't know what's what's gonna be happening during their time if this is the shit people are going through now and you know so right now people are really suffering um there's so much going on from what you see on tv what you have on the internet on social media everything is just so loud and then it's just heightening our frustrations our things we feel we haven't lived up to everyone is always comparing stuff it heightens our anxiety like there's just so much going on there's never silence and i don't know anyway so i guess i'll just end by saying if you're going through anything um seek help you're not alone um there's no shame in going for therapy what else don't do drugs unless you're doing it for fun okay that's that's a bad psa anyway me i don't know this world we're living in can get very crazy and we're all just struggling to stay afloat so i think just find out one thing that helps you grounded and keeps you grounded and hold on to it and don't let the craziness that's happening in the world take you down um yeah so stay warm have a fantastic week goodbye